Hello, this is Tyler Davidson, uh, the Chief Content Director of Meetings Today, and welcome to today's Meetings Today podcast. We're here at ASAE 2018 Meeting and Exposition, and joined by Kiki Latalian, the host of Association Chat. Woo-woo! I'm here and excited. Even this early in the morning, I she's mean, excited. You know, it's only 7 a.m., Tyler, but I am ready to go. Free coffee does it all the time. <laughs> and also, uh, we're joined. Uh, by the subject of today's interview, Trevor yes. H. Mitchell, yes. the um, executive uh, director and CEO of Mensa. Thank you for joining us, Trevor. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here, even this early. Even this early. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you free coffee. Come on. There we go. <laughs> so why don't we start out by telling the audience uh, what Mensa is all about? Sure. We are a social organization, association that focuses on creating a community for those who have high intellect. We've been around for over 60 years. Uh, our primary focus is really that building of that community, that, that area that they feel connected to, as well as helping them create opportunities to have intellectually stimulating conversations. We have 55,000 members across the US. Uh, I always say my youngest member is three years old and my oldest is 109. What? So we have, it is, it is, but it's goals. really- I still have some goals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's really fascinating to have that kind of uh, a membership base. And uh, it's, it's a really uh, cool association to work for. Well, like, how do you um, then cater to all those, you know, I guess the one demographic it is everyone's highly intelligent. Correct. But I mean, between three and and what do you say, one hundred and nine? Yes. I mean, that's uh, they want something a little yeah. different out of it, right? Yeah. Well, not only do they want something different out of it, there's always what we see in true humanity that the reason they join is not always the reason they stay, and the reason they stay in two for two years versus the reason they stay for twenty is a whole other story. So what we talk about is how do we create opportunities and the things around particular life milestones as someone comes in because we really we typically capture a lot of individuals uh first organization when they're 30 or younger and so there's a lot that happens developmentally and socially as as we grow in and uh become from youth to adults so it, we're looking at what is it that is important in our community that we create to help them really connect with the organization. And so we're there whenever they want to be there. And so that's been one of our focuses is so particularly between that that age of 18 to 30, you're grad, you know, going to college, you know, it's the first time you're away from home, you're graduating college, you're starting your first job, you may be moving cities, you may be getting married, you may be doing a lot of these things. And you may not always have that peer group that you had grown into your family and everything because you were so close and you know you resided in the same area so that's what we do is we focus on on those things and it's when we do that then the focus really changes on what do they find intellectually stimulating mm -hmm. so you know if we see a lot of individuals who will start a new job and move across the country Mensa becomes their way of an in, uh, immediate uh, connection base um, a lot of people do alumni associations and those kinds of things. But for Mensa, it, it's their, they, they know that this is home. They know that they can come back to this group. Uh, but what's also really interesting, separate from that, is all these generations also like to learn from each other. Mm -hmm. So you see a lot of content, a lot of conversation just happening because they are truly uh, enamored with the whole idea of gathering more information and knowing more. So. Um, 
they they feed off each other because of those vast vast interests. And um, I mean, maybe people are curious: how do you become a member of Mensa? There's this. <laughs> it must be. Uh, the IQ test, or are you, there, ready, are you ready to become a member? Today? I I, uh, <laughs> I got some practicing to do before. So, uh, first thing, so you actually to become a member, you do have to have a qualifying score on an intellectual test. And American Mensa has a test that we. I, I can tie my shoes. Is that yes? I, oh, solved, a, the first I one. solved a Rubik's cube. Can we? <laughs> does that count? Um, unfortunately, no. Oh, but yeah. a lot of our members can very quickly. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we actually have uh, an, uh, an IQ test that we have licensed. We have a supervisory psychologist that helped vet through and identified. So we actually offer this through our volunteer leaders at our local chapters to come in on. Usually it's on a Saturday morning for a couple hours and take this test. And there's a series of parts. And once you qualify on at least one of those parts, then you're eligible for membership mm -hmm. um, because we're looking at trying to find the top 2% of, of those who score on these kinds of in intelligence tests. Average score on any test, uh, depending, probably is around 132, but it can fluctuate depending on the test itself. Uh, but there's also, there's tons of other ways. We actually have 150 other test scores that we will accept that mm -hmm. aren't administered by us. Okay. We also don't test anybody under the age of 14. So any of our youth members have to be done either through a ch uh, child psychologist. Really? Yes. Uh, a lot of them, I mean, I don't know how, I, I'm still curious to see how they tested the three-year-old. Right. But, yeah. it, you know, it, it was one of those, you know, it, it's what it is. Um, but a lot of kids also get tested now for gifted programs. You got to watch yeah. out for that three-year-old. Yes. That's enough for cover. <laughs> yes. Yes. But we, I mean, it's, it's just, we have a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Uh, so GREs, the GMAT, the LSAT, a lot of those also will qualify depending on what it is. So um, depending on your score, we can uh, factor in what your IQ probably is and then uh, go from there. So there's a lot of opportunities there. If you're ever curious, we actually have an online practice test. It takes about 30 minutes mm. or less. Where do you find that at? On AmericaMitsa.org. Okay. If we go to, <laughs> you go right there. It's on the front page right there, practice test. Um, quick online um, kind of gives you a, an idea of where your score falls if you were to take an actual IQ test and kind of see if you're eligible. So it's a that's a fun, uh, unintimidating way to figure out kind of where things are. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we do. And then um, yeah, you were uh, brought to my attention through Kiki. Mm -hmm. um, so Kiki, why don't you tell people out there what it is you do, what association chat is, and uh, why you brought this uh, interesting gentleman, Trevor, in to talk with us today. Okay, so thanks for having me on. Association Chat is a weekly online live streamed interview series, and it's an online community for association executives. And it's been going, it's been happening in, in one format or another since uh, 2009. Mm. So next year is the 10 year anniversary. I cannot believe it. And it's come a long way. You know, now it's a thing where we do these live streamed interviews every single week. Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time is the usual time. It becomes an audio podcast later. And there are daily flash briefings that go out during the work week. Oh, but wait, Tyler, there's, there's more. more. There is more. And so so as part of this community and engaging on a regular basis, you know, I hear great like I hear interesting things. We taught you yeah, fascinating conversations. People ask a lot of questions on the group. And so when I come to something like ASA annual, 
I am ready to have these really great face-to-face meetings and I'm looking for good stories. Mm-hmm. You know, I am looking for something that's different that people can learn from. And so Trevor's a friend, you know, mm-hmm. like we've known each other, but you know, just like with a lot of friendships, sometimes you don't know, like they could be the most stellar person and have all of this fascinating stuff going on and you, you don't dig in deep enough to find out the good story. And so what I'm fascinated with and why I brought him to your attention is because yes, Mensa is fascinating and we all know what it is and we all kind of want to be in it if we're not. And, and, but I'm fascinated by this because we were walking down the street toward a reception, uh, it was opening night and we got into a discussion and I realized that this, this thing that everybody's trying to figure out in associations, which is looking at the business model, which is about staying relevant. Mm-hmm. These guys are doing something that they're doing a lot of things that are innovative and different. And that totally, you know, that like that totally makes sense for an organization like Mensa. But when I say innovative, like and exciting, these are different. And I'm talking about we're looking at all kinds of experiences. And so I don't want to say more because this is actually Trevor's story to tell. <laughs> And so why don't you why don't you share a little bit about it? Because, I mean, I think all I have to say is that when you start bringing in like celebrity names and merchandising and all kinds of stuff like that, I think a lot of association executives can start to look at look at things a little bit differently when they think about their own business models. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell, tell us about some of the interesting things. <laughs> yes. Kiki kind of told me. Uh, earlier a little yeah, bit yeah. but uh, yeah. it was, you have the inside you're, you're thinking outside of the box definitely yeah. so you know i think that's really interesting uh because as as kiki and i were talking about it the other night as we we're walking to reception it was just for me it was a casual conversation about here's kind of what we're doing it in my mind at the time i didn't think about it being innovative or that it was challenging um, what associations are doing but i guess it really is now that i think about you know my, my past career so I think what's really interesting uh, to start off is I, I started out as the CEO uh, in January of this year. Mm-hmm. So I, I just stepped into this role. And one of the things that my board actually asked me about um, and wanted to focus on was our public perception and how do we actually uh, grow and enhance that and leverage that. Because Amensa is has been around for a while, but we're finding that a lot of individuals um, in the newer generations coming up don't necessarily know about us as much as the former generations that Mm -hmm. uh, it was more ingrained in. So it was how do we really look at our image and our our brand awareness? And what we focused on is we were doing so much in terms of branding and marketing individually that we weren't looking at the brand as a whole. And we, we, first off, internally, we just had to restructure ourselves and took our brand and it's its own individual department that focuses solely on that. So it's truly business to business. And this is where some of these cool things are going to come in. Um, and then we move the other traditional marketing things into our communications team because it all aligned with what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And with that, it gave us a renewed focus on on this side of it. So you know, some of the interesting things that we have been doing is our director of partnerships has a really strong connection with a lot of entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does contract work and so that that's where it comes from and over the years we have done a lot of uh, casting for various tv shows reality and scripted movies um, studios are coming to us looking for these kinds of individuals uh, so you know we've helped them out with that and we've helped uh, lifetime had a uh, 
TV show for two years. It was called Child Genius, and it was uh, individuals going through uh, these competitions to win a hundred thousand dollar prize to go to school. And uh, <laughs> I remember the se- second season, the ten year old won, and he was going to Harvard the next year, and those kind of things. So you know, we we helped with that process, and we provided sort of dramatic expertise. And the fo- uh, recently. Uh, NBC, I believe it is, came out with Genius Junior, and we helped with some of that casting. Uh-huh. Um, but we were approached uh, by uh, Lisa Gibbons, who um, is very well known as an entertainer. Is actually one of the, is the top selling um, product line on QVC ever. I didn't know that. Absolutely. Um, How interesting. But the two of them know, and they were talking, and it got to the conversation of, "You're doing all this thing to help others, mm-hmm. other other." Um, studios and everything else why why don't you do something yourself so we signed it one year one year just let's throw agreement with her we'll work it out with her and her company and see where it goes um and then she took it and ran with it and we're working on um right now a game show um some of the details i can't share a game show a game show you're like monty hall yes yes <laughs> is it going to be you going out and like no 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 you're you're, you're not in front of the camera uh, then? no no, no I, I can do it in front of the camera but they don't want me in front of the camera on this one um but we're, we're working with uh with lisa and then the other company that um they're connected with and trying to figure out how do we make this work so they've gone through all these concepts and and everything they pitched it to us and for us the biggest thing that Mensa was most concerned about was the public perception of these individuals mm-hmm. we wanted to really portray our members as humans right you don't want to have yeah, the, right. be an exclusive right. sort of environment we, we don't want to like freakish you yeah. know i feel like sometimes people think that they're these idiot savant types that yes. like know, rain man yes. right? or, yeah and, or like loners out in the woods yes and, and granted we may have a few of those within our membership but they're not representational of the entire organization right. and yeah. membership and that was what was like whatever we do we wanted it portrayed in the right way we knew with being television and everything that it we did they probably would want to sensationalize some of it but right their yeah. connection we, they pitched it to us without us ever telling them what they want what we wanted they laid it all like we want to show them as humans who have a high intellect yeah mm-hmm. they have these interests they have these kinds of things so um we're actually excited in taking a few members in a couple of weeks and going to film a sizzle pilot um for them to actually continue to shop around to the networks because the networks have been very receptive to this, but they kind of want to see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're pulling things and doing uh, stuff together that has some of like Ellen's biggest uh, games that she does. She did her own game show, like pulling some of those in. So you at home can also not only connect to the individuals, but play along as well. So mm-hmm. it's all it's all really much in development right now. But it was something really exciting for us going one, it's going to bring a, a revenue source to us that sure. we, we... I was going to say, how does this fit the goals of the association? Yeah, it, it, so it helps with the non-news revenue piece, absolutely. But the public perception, the public awareness is the one area that we have not been as strong on and one something we really want to focus on. So this gives us an opportunity to raise our profile. One of the things that we plan to do is when they start actually doing the casting, because the individual contestants who will be competing against current Mensa members are not all going to be Mensa's. Mm-hmm. And so we want individuals... You know, we're going to be looking around the country. You know, I may be doing some stuff in my own social chats through the association community going, hey, you got some members who might be interested, you know, come out to these guys, you know, maybe a little American Idol style. I don't know. (laughs) Right. But you're really trying to get people in because we want to show that, you know, 
intellect is it is cool it's fun mm -hmm. and it's um, good to be smart it is good, it to, is be good smart. to be smart um we keep saying uh, you know um, there's not a premium placed on that as much anymore it's no like, <laughs> no <laughs> why do you say that I, back on the subject, back to the subject. Oh, oh, good okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other podcast <laughs> <laughs> so you know that was one of the things that just kind of jumped out we took took the opportunity and ran with it another opportunity we really focused on um knowing that parents today particularly and as we focus on youth as an opportunity to, as a growth for membership they're always looking to how do i find toys i use toys in quotation marks to help my child learn while they also play mm -hmm. you know we've seen it through you know the leapfrogs uh, mm -hmm. products out there and and those kinds of things and what we did uh, two years ago is actually created a an agreement with Hasbro Gaming. Okay, yeah. And we've launched, they relaunched four of their classic games, most popular one being Mousetrap. But what we worked with is how do we actually create learning elements um, that within it? So it's not going to be, this game's not going to make your child Mensa IQ level, but there are opportunities of learning. So while they're playing, they're going to get these. And we developed 32 different learning objectives, and there's three on it. We created lesson plans so parents and teachers can have these things. So that kind of started our foray into leveraging our brand in terms of a more commercial market to raise awareness. And we actually have a new brand called Mensa for Kids. So it's all focused on things that are geared towards kids and helping parents and te uh, teachers have more resources toward kids. Well, now we're working with expanding that outside of games to actually more of uh, educational toys. And um, the company, we haven't signed the final agreement yet on, on so who it is, so I can't say the name, um, but they have a lot of toys around the STEM and STEAM kind of area. And they really wanted to come in and do something similar. But they also had this new product that's coming out of how they're creating a robot to help individual uh, children learn how to code. Yeah, now that I, Kiki mentioned that. Yes. That was very interesting. And what, what it does is when you teach it how to code, you actually teach it how to, when, it, when it's coding, it's actually drawing on the paper for you. So it starts out with simple commands. So you it'll draw a box or a circle or a triangle. And then you can teach it to do more things. So it, there's some guided put pieces into it and then giving you the tools. And then our lesson plans are really going to be around how do you take that knowledge and then take it forward. Yeah. yeah. Um, this company is looking to launch this product in uh, January, first quarter of 2019. I've seen the prototype. It is totally cool. Like I'm sitting there going, oh my God, I'm an adult and I just want this. I went to play mm. oh, yes. with it. Um, but it, what, what we found really interesting is it, and some of the things we're going to focus on is this is something that you can do also as a family. Like mm -hmm. you can connect with your child in this learning environment to do this. And we know with technology and everything, coding is going to be, continue to be a huge demand kind of field going forward. So yeah. helping them out early, it, it's going to be, you know, I look at my, my nephew who's three and he knows how to use the iPad better than I do. And I've had mine longer than he has. I think this is just kind of a new kind of developmental way that's going to, that's out there that's really going to help these generations grow as we continue to evolve as a society and this kind of thing. So, you know, we're looking at it from that perspective because again, we, as we focus on intellectually stimulating things for our members, we also think that, that we serve a great opportunity to represent that within other products and other services that truly align with what we're doing. And we're very particular about who it is and who it is not that we work with because sure. we don't want to to destroy our brand. We don't want to bring it down because we partnered with just any company. We mm -hmm. want to make sure, I mean, there's a lot of vetting that goes through this. So it's definitely something we just really look for. 
Um, and the other thing that has been really interesting is we participated in San Diego Comic-Con. The original Comic-Con, the biggest Comic-Con right. there is. Um, I was geeking out <laughs> when I saw, I mean, that's like, we were talking about it before. It's definitely on my bucket list to just go. I, but you were on the panel. Yes. You were a panelist for Comic-Con. Yes. Like, and how, how do you how do you rate to do that? I mean, do you, were you dressed up as a comic character? <laughs> no. Um, so first off, total bucket list of mine too. Like yeah. I have, I've been figuring out how to do this and, and get there just to experience it because the whole lottery system of getting there is just not. It, it's a challenge because basically maybe a fourth of those who try actually get tickets, and you yeah. don't get if you come the year four, you don't get seniority. But for this, we we were talking about. This is an area, an opportunity for us that really helps us connect with a lot of interest of our current members. They're really into comic books, into cosplay, and this ability to have additional life and to take their intelligence and just expand from there. Mm -hmm. So it just made sense to be there. Exhibiting never worked. Like It, it just did, was not something that was good for us. And we were trying to figure out how do we get in? And they do a panel, I truly, it, it, you, you would think it's like this big secret, but it's just like ASAE. There's a call for proposals go out, you submit, they have a selection, and then you're in. Uh -huh. Either you're in or out. Right. Um, and that was what ours was. And on the last day of Comic-Con is truly when they have um, more sessions that are related to, I guess, more professional interest mm -hmm. kind of like, so I sat in a session earlier that morning on how to create a job out of being a geek. Mm -hmm. And so looking at, you know, how do you take this interest and apply it to creating a career? Um, and our session was actually on um, why geek is the new cool. How has... You're, you're embracing your yes, geekiness. Absolutely. Um, I Actually, I even have a t-shirt that says we have a kind of a... Not necessarily a new logo, but a brand that we kind of use. And it says Geek by Association. <laughs> okay, okay, wait. Now, if I give you an Association Chat t-shirt, can you give me one of the Geek by Association? I think I can. I think I can make that happen. Okay. Absolutely right, done. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. not to put you on the yeah. spot yeah. or anything. I might have to go back in the uh, warehouse of my company. So <laughs> we, Meetings today. We have yes. some branded hot sauce I can send you. <laughs> awesome. Okay. All up for trade. All up for trade. Um, but so our focus was on the panel how has pop culture things such as particularly big bang theory made the idea yeah. of taking the stereotypical um high intellect geek kind of individual and making it mainstream almost cool because people will argue back and forth whether or not it portrays that those individuals in the right light but if you look at it specifically and particularly the character of Sheldon, mm -hmm. you see mm -hmm. that he is struggling with some stuff, some, yeah. stuff, some em yeah. you know, emotional intelligence, the ability to connect with others, um, struggling for people to understand that, you know, what's really logical to him that they don't get. And it, it has helped people embrace the fact that, you know, geek, geek is the new cool. Like mm -hmm. it, and we realized this is an opportunity for us to really leverage that opportunity. So we put the panel forward, uh, had no idea who was going to be on it, what we were going to do. Um, and we just got a, uh, a, a moderator who was a producer for Xenia, Xena, Princess Warrior, and a few other. Oh, that's shows. huge. Yes. Yeah, for geek. Um, right? We had Leif Ganfort, uh, who is a comedian actor. He's right now 
starring on General Hospital, but his claim to fame, his big acting break, was he killed Martin Sheen in the Spider-Man movie to make, he's like, so I basically created Spider-Man. Oh. That's the, yeah, that's yeah. Cred. Oh. That, you know, yeah. So we had him, we had an executive from DC Comets on our, our booth. Uh, we had a big uh, podcaster in the communities. Like I've been coming for years. Oh my God, like, this is exciting. And our whole conversation was just around these kinds of things and how how do we have an opportunity to really leverage that? Uh, we actually have, I think, the video on our YouTube channel, um, so anybody can actually see it now. Um, mm -hmm. But it it was just that opportunity. We were going, we're going to submit. We have no idea. You know, we were trying to get in Comic Con for eight years, and it came through. And we all just sat there and looked at each other, going, "Holy cow!" Actually, those were not the words I used, but yeah. um, <laughs> you can figure out what those words probably were. But it was just like. This is exciting. So I actually took the opportunity because of being able to be on the panel that I went for a couple of days and I got to do my bucket listing, but I got to immerse myself and I had a one, a better understanding of my membership, mm -hmm. had a better understanding of the individuals we're trying to bring into this membership, right. but also a better understanding of the community as a whole that we serve um, that identify with our members, whether they score in the high intellect or not, and how we have an opportunity to really create positive impact for them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've, I've shared a couple of different things here, but all of those for us really circle around, how are we focusing on building on our already brand awareness mm -hmm. that we have? Uh, honestly, we think our brand is actually bigger than our organization, and we, we want to try and bring the organization up to it. But how do we build on it and build it in a positive manner? And, you know, these are just some of the things. We've got a whole bunch of other things on our list. Um, we've talked to, um, some things we talked about is to the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts of America. How do, can we create some kind of STEM, STEAM badge program that helps them and grows that's sponsored by Mensa? How do we help develop these kinds of things that are just going to really engage and continue to foster that intellectual stimulating opportunity? Whether, again, whether they're Mensa IQ or not, you know, we feel our, our commitment and our responsibility is to further uh, intellectual and knowledge advancement. So it, it, all of the, maybe one of the big lessons here is, uh, you know, running an association or being active in an association can be fun too. Yes. And you can think outside of the box. I mean, what is the big picture? What's your lesson for other people who are involved or running associations? So I think for me, the, the biggest thing I've learned, especially stepping in as, as CEO is don't turn your eye on anything. Don't immediately dismiss. Let if if it's not an immediate yes, your first your response should be why is it not a yes? Mm -hmm. Can we make it a yes? Is there something is there some element in here that makes sense because that is what has allowed us to jump on these opportunities. These have kind of been sitting there and my my director partnerships or different staff members will come to me with different ideas. I'm sitting there going, that's really interesting. Explore that further. Tell me more. I was uh, like, here are my concerns. Go back and come back to me with how you can address some of these concerns. One of the things we've talked about is how do we, can we, is there an opportunity to really engage companies like escape rooms? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we, we've talked about this whole idea of, you know, do they get accredited, you know, as a Mensa certified escape room? And we started going through the whole. <laughs> That's really cool. It is. That's a great idea. It is. But the challenge we came up with is is the process and how to do it because a lot of them will change the the theme of it every three to six months. And so we actually started going. There's an opportunity here, but maybe our opportunity is more around 
helping those who create the escape rooms and giving them education around it and from a puzzle standpoint because our members love to create puzzles, puzzles and yeah. do puzzles mm -hmm. so maybe our better opportunity is there so we're exploring stuff like that going the escape room is a good idea but maybe certifying and crediting them is not the right maybe it's how do you create more challenging escape rooms maybe we do an escape room competition yes yeah. you know how yes. so it's it's I'm all about that. Yeah. I think that's great. Never, no idea is is ever bad. Right. It may not be the right time. It may not be in the right format. But never dismiss it. So don't suffer from INR initial negative reaction. Absolutely, right. and <laughs> and it's easy to get into, especially when you feel that you're already doing so much as an organization. Right. Your staff is, you know, they're working 150 percent already, and they're wanting to add something else. This is an opportunity that can really grow. I mean. All these create a lot of public brand awareness for us, but it's also creating non-dues revenue sources yeah, that we did not that's have. That's true, right? Um, you know, we don't go into it solely focused on the non-dues revenue source, but we've, we it plays an important part. And so we're just, for me, that biggest piece is just be open um, and allow some of these things organically to, fall, to kind of go their way. Um, I've had a couple of uh, interviews uh, that have, have come up. One of them that we're working on right now is doing an interview with The Advocate magazine and talking about how our LGBT community with inside our organization and how it connects also to Mensa, that feeling like they when they come in that they found their home, they found that collective comfort that speaks to the kind of the dni angle absolutely too, right yeah. absolutely and yeah. and they're they're looking at it from that angle but also me being a, uh, a gay individual in the lgbt community in the association community leading this kind of associations so we're looking at it from different angles again it raises positive awareness but it was like we never who, who would have thought that the advocate is the the right way to go it is an opportunity so right. we're, we're just right. exploring all of these things and saying what what makes sense and for us right now and what makes sense in five months and yeah. just going for it and and this for me this is where i just am truly uh engaged i you know i others may find this part of the job a little more challenging than others but this is where i i excel and i think this is why i'm at the organization in this role at the right time that the organization is ready to be mm -hmm. there so it it's a perfect alignment of me for the organization and i'm just excited for everything that we can do for my members and my organization to grow it in all sorts of fashions. Well, excellent. Thank you for joining us today. Thank Trevor. you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. And then um, once again, where can people find out uh, more about Mensa? Just go to AmericanMensa.org. Uh, everything is right there on our homepage. Uh, practice test information about joining various things uh, about us. It's, it's all there. And then how about you, Kiki? What do you got coming up and where can people check out Association Chat? Oh, you want to go to associationchat.com. If you're if you have an Amazon Echo device, then you need to subscribe. You need to enable the Alexa, uh, the Association Chat news uh, flash briefing. And then uh, Tyler, I want to bring this back to you. I, I, I need some of that meetings today hot sauce you were talking about. Like, <laughs> you know, I feel like uh, we have some squirreled away. It might be getting yeah. a, yeah, it's it's getting well seasoned <laughs> by now. But it might it might be a couple brands ago, but it'd still be good. I yeah, think. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. I'm good for it. <laughs> All right. Well, it's coming your way and uh, I'll get some for you, Trevor. Too. Right. I want one of those T-shirts, though. Yes. Done. Yeah. Make it on the large side, make please. It, yeah. I can make it happen. <laughs> All right. I can make it happen. All right. Thanks, you guys. All right. Thank you Thank so much. You. Thank you.
and uh, make sure to join us for our next meetings today podcast. Um, also shot or uh, tape recorded here at ASAE's annual meeting and exposition. We're going to be talking to Amy Ledoux, who is very instrumental in making all this happen here in Chicago and, and every year and even at their XDB program. So uh, please uh, stay tuned or join us next time, as the case may be. Um, thank you for joining us today. And Kiki will also be the featured speaker at our Meetings Today Live South event, October 28th to 31st at the Hilton Marco Island in Marco Island, Florida. So uh, heading on over to uh, meetingstoday.com forward slash live to learn more about that program.